Welcome to Palms Church. I'm Brandon Shank. I'm the lead pastor here, and I wanted to take a minute and thank you for being with us today. Hey, if you're new, text the words Palms Connect to 97000. I'm believing with you for God to do great things today. Well, who is excited? It is Wednesday night live tonight. Come on. All right, it is Wednesday and we are pumped to be with you all. I get to be joined by my better half, Janae, tonight. So as she's coming up, you all can be seated. And as you're being seated, fist bump somebody, say, hey, you're halfway through the week, you're almost there. Almost there. Yeah, so uh, this past Monday was filling my seventh year wedding anniversary. And uh, I tell you, there's not many things that test the grit and strength of your marriage like preparing a message together <laughs> that'll yes. do it um but so seven years ago this week we were um in greece phil planned the honeymoon we were in greece and um it was beautiful but one night for dinner phil got a pasta seafood dish and uh something didn't sit right and phil got the absolute worst case of food poisoning that uh, i it's incredible for your honeymoon seen. to get that oh i felt so bad for him he was so so sick and he so there were some muscles in the dish that they must have been bad well last night phil decides to eat like 50 muscles for the first time in seven years and so I wasn't sure if we were even going to make it here tonight. <laughs> I didn't know, but I'm just thankful that we're here and I'm um, just truly honored to, to get to share the gospel tonight. Yeah, it was a romantic honeymoon for all the, <laughs> we closed it out strong, but those, hey, those muscles I ate were free. Matt Oliver, you know, free is better than cheap. If those are on the table, then I'm going to eat them. Um, but yeah, hey, we're, we're just pumped to be with you all tonight. I know these Wednesday nights are just so refreshing. Um, and I just uh, pray, we've been praying that that would be um, what hopefully you get out of this. And, and you know, the word, the, the main topic tonight is, is redemption, right? How many of us like a redeem, redeeming story, right? We like a redemption story. I know Dale does and is a Bucks fan. He, he likes that redemption story. Uh, but we all like that redeeming story. And, and that I know I need to be redeemed on, on numerous occasions. Um, and so we're going to be diving into John chapter 21. Uh, so if you want to join us in that scripture, I'll also be here up on the screens. But just to give you a little bit of backstory um, before John 21 here. So we're going to be diving into a little bit, just a, a snippet and um, just an interaction with Peter and Jesus. Um, and so leading up to John chapter 21, Peter uh, was one of Jesus' chosen disciples, one of the 12 and leading up to the crucifix, to Jesus' crucifixion, um, he was told, Jesus told him that he would deny him three times. And many of you probably are familiar with, with this passage. And, and so Jesus said, you'll deny me three times before the rooster crows. And sure enough, you know, Peter states to him and says, Jesus, no, I won't do that. I love you. Um, but he does. And he denies him three times. And on the third time, the rooster crows. And he has this moment where he's like, oh, man, I did that. And so then after that, Jesus obviously crucified, risen again. Peter had gone back to what he had done previously. So he went back to being a fisherman. So obviously dropped the ball, felt like he failed, um, and you know, denied Jesus three times, even though he told him he didn't. And so he went back to being a fisherman. And so Jesus then seeks him out. And that's where we're going to be picking up here in, in chapter 21. Yeah, so John 21, um, starting in verse 15, it says, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. 
Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. And I think this is such a beautiful picture of redemption because Jesus had sought Peter out after he'd been crucified and risen from the dead before he was ascended into heaven. He sought Peter out and met him where he was um, on the shore the shoreline and he made him breakfast and he, he confronted him and he said, Peter, um, do you love me? He, and he asked him three times and he said, feed my sheep. And it's such a beautiful picture of, because Peter had just denied him three times. You know, he got, I can just hear Jesus saying to Peter, you know, like, this is why I just went to the cross. This is why I paid the price for you because I don't want you to live in the guilt. I don't want you to live in the condemnation. I don't want you to stay in that shame. So he sought Peter out and he met him where he was and he offered him grace three times and he said, you know, this is, this is why I went to the cross is because I want you to live in freedom and I've got something that's good for you and you don't have to go back to what you were in before. I've got something that's so beautiful and he still had a plan for his life. Yeah, that aspect, I think I just, when I read this scripture, um, it moves me to this day um, when, I, when I read it because I, I put myself in those shoes and I know that I've been where Peter's been and I've had that feeling of like, God, like, I'm not, I'm not worthy. Like, I've failed you. Like, I have absolutely like, looked you in the face and failed you and, and sinned. And I think we all resonate with that at, at some level and in some point in our lives. I, I think we'll probably have that again at some point in our lives, right? Um, but what I, I love, is, as Janae was stating, is Jesus sought him out, right? He sought him out. He didn't you know, wait for Peter to, to come back to him. And I think you know, that's the story that, that really just moves me is that even though if you, you know, put yourself in, in Peter's shoes, you're thinking, okay, he knew he denied him. He knew he failed. He was, a cho- he was one of the 12. I mean, he was one of those ones that was closest with Jesus and he denied him three times. And so he said, hey, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not worthy for this. I'm gonna go back to what I know. I'm gonna be a fisherman and I'm gonna hide out on my boat. And I know for me, I've, I've hidden out a few times from Jesus, right? And sometimes I wish that was a boat, but that, that aspect of like hiding away um, and, and saying, God, like, I'm not good enough for what you have for me. And Jesus called him out and said, no, you are. And so after he was resurrected, he went to, to Peter, sought him out, called him back and said, hey, do you love me? And I love that he does it three times. I think that's just incredible. Just, just such an incredible story there. And, and he's saying, do you love me? He says, Jesus, of course I love you. And he's saying, take care of my sheep. And he says, Jesus, or he says, Peter, do you love me? And he says, Jesus, of course I love you. And he said, take care of my sheep. And then the third time, so the first two times when he responds, do you love, he said, I love you. He actually uses the word love that he's using there is just an affectionate kind of love where he, where he cares for Jesus. But the third time that he uses the love, he uses agape love, which is the ultimate love. It's the love that only God the Father can give. It's a sacrificial love. It's, it's, it's a love at a relational aspect that only God the Father can understand and give. And that's where it finally clicks for Peter on that third time saying, hey, he's redeeming me all three times here and I'm giving my all to him because he sought me out and he's telling me I am enough. Um, no matter what I did, I can now step back into my calling that you had for me. Yeah, and I love that um, 
when Jesus went and found Peter, he didn't find him to condemn him. He didn't search after him and say, hey, Peter, I told you you were going to deny me three times, and look what you did. Like, that's not great. Do you not love me? No, he sought him out because he wanted to redeem him, and he wanted to offer him grace. And that's the same way that God reacts to us. Like, he knocks on our hearts, and he seeks after us, and he searches after us, and he's not doing it to remind you of all the things that you've done wrong. He does it because he has such a call upon your life, and he has such great plans for your life, and so much love for you and so much grace that he wants you to live in. And he's offering Peter, you know, this fullness of life. Like he's like, I know that you could fish and you can do that, but I've got something that's so much greater for you. And I want to show you why I paid the price. Yeah. And that leads us to our first point, and And that is that pulling back Right, that Peter of pulling back to being a fisherman, or us pulling back and from a, things that are healthy and that God's called us to, whether it's the church, whether it's it's a relationship that God's called us to, or a gifting that God's called us to. When we pull back, so pulling back, that's a selfish, self-focused. Right, we're saying this is this is about me. But when we allow for the redemption to come in, so redemption is Christ-focused, and that is because when we pull back, we're saying, "Hey, poor me." Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out over here and I'm, I'm not enough and it's about me and you know I'm insecure and and that's what I'm focused on right I'm focused on all about me all about how I'm feeling but we when Peter allowed Jesus into that realm and to redeem him he made that about Christ because he said I know that God's enough and Christ is enough for me to be redeemed and it's it's not about me it's about God and and he has a love that's more than enough and it's fully sufficient grace that's fully sufficient and I'm going to focus on him yeah and I think through our walks as Christians there's always the temptation to pull back and it looks different in different seasons um, and for different people I think sometimes it looks like Peter's situation where you feel guilt or you don't feel worthy and you stop coming to church because you're like, you know, like, I just don't feel good enough to be there. I feel like if people knew what I was doing or what I've done, then they would judge me. And it's easy to feel like that. Or maybe it could be that you pull back because you have a lot going on and you're kind of stressed and you've got a lot of stuff to focus on. And, And God doesn't condemn us for those things, but he's got so much more for us. I know for me personally, pulling back sometimes looks like um, just like pulling back from people because I can be a little bit more of like an introvert. So I know that some feel smiling over there. (laughs) Sometimes like my pulling back when I'm not really like in a good place is like, God, I just don't want to people right now. Like I just, I just don't want to love on people the way that you've called me to. I don't want to be around people. Like you you might not realize that, but some, like I'm very much so an introvert. So sometimes I just want to like curl into a little turtle shell. Um, But when I get to that place, I know that's not healthy and I know that's not what God's called me to. And it's in those moments where I have to be like, okay, God, please remind me of the love that you have for me. Please show me the grace that you have. Let me just feel your love right now, God, because you have called me to love people. Um, You have called me to pour into the people that are around me. Um, And the next point is just that the more time we spend with Jesus, the greater our capacity is to love others. The more time we spend with Jesus, the closer you get to the heart of God, the, the more capacity you're going to have to care for the people that are around you. Um, those moments when I do feel like, oh, I just like, don't want to be around people right now, like I just want to, those are the moments where like, I've probably started to drift a little bit and I'm probably not where I need to be with God. And the, the times where I am pressing in and seeking God and spending time in his presence and um, letting him speak to my heart, like I can't help but overflow with like love for people because mm-hmm. he has overflowed yeah. with so much love for me. Like it's just, it's like a supernatural ability to 
to you know, be the hands and feet of Jesus when in and of myself, like I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what Jesus is calling Peter to do here is saying, hey, if you love me, I'm gonna redeem you and now care for my sheep, right? And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Peter is one of, of the ones to, in the next book of Acts, he's the one to step up as, the lead, as one of the lead disciples and leading um, to, to shepherd the church and to care for the church when, when the church starts to, t- to take root there. And I, I, I think it's because Jesus chose Peter. It's because he knew it. He knew the love. He knew the grace because of what he had walked through and what he had experienced. And he'd experienced God at such a level um, that many would never really truly understand. And, and he'd be able to articulate that better than most um, because of where he'd been in that capacity. And I know in my life, as I've grown to know God more and more each year and grown, grown in, in my knowledge of him and my experiences with his heart, each year I get better and better at, at seeing the, the Christ in people and the, seeing the gift in the difficult people, right? I think we all can say there's some difficult people in our lives, whether that's friends or family, uh, you know, whether it's uh, someone that's on the road driving, you know, like Pastor Buddy was sharing this past Sunday. I think he, he might have some difficult people uh, when he's driving. I can't say that I haven't done the same thing. So I, I'm not judging Pastor Buddy by any means there that I've been there. There's difficult people because there just are, as far as we're a difficult person though, right? And at the more we see God, we get to and, and understand, as Janine was saying, the capacity to love is going to expand because then I'm going to see someone that's difficult and that's frustrating typically. And I'm going to see that person as, man, that's a child of God. That's, that person's a gift. And God has uniquely made them, has uniquely called them. And he has a purpose for their life. How can I now be a part of both supporting, encouraging, um, just uh, just being there for that person to make them better and to shepherd them, as he's saying here, how can I be part of the shepherding of that individual, even if they have drastically different opinions than me, drastically different ways of life than me? You start to see just the beauty of Jesus in, in, in each and every person, and there's something to be learned from each and every person. You know, I love surrounding myself with with just random people sometimes. Sometimes I get questions of like, Okay, like these are your friends. I'm like, heck yeah, like these are my friends. Like, uh, and, and I've had that on numerous occasions, and, and I intentionally have to do that because of this, and because I know that I can get to surround myself with people that are like me, uh, that people are like minded, and that's easy, right? That's easy because it's like, okay, they're gonna have the same opinions as me, they're gonna have the same, you know, views as me, and so on and so forth. But if I put myself around someone that's that's not, I get. I get insight into life and the way that Jesus has created that individual um, and maybe something that God's placed in them that they can see of Jesus that I wasn't able to see. And so we have to care for people and be open to how God's created each one of us. Yeah, so good, because you know, loving Jesus means loving people. That's just a part of it. And that's what Jesus is saying, is saying in this passage. He's saying, hey, do you love me? Okay, then feed my sheep. Do you love me? Take care of my sheep. Yeah. Take care of the people that are around you. Love the people that are around you. Um, share the gospel with the people that are around you. And so picking up um, in the same chapter in John, the next verse, so this is right after um, Jesus had said to Peter, feed my sheep, in verse 18 it says, very truly I tell you, when you were younger you dressed yourself and went where you wanted, but when you're old you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. 
Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die, but Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? So right after Jesus had that conversation with Peter, he uh, basically tells him that you know, following me is gonna look like you dying for the cause of Christ. Following me is gonna look like he actually became a martyr for Jesus. Um, but right after that, the other disciple, John, who wrote this book, is kind of following right behind. And Peter's like, whoa, like, what about him? Is he going to have to go through that too? Like, is he going to have that same challenge? Is he going to have to die for the sake of Christ too? Because I know that he's the one that says that you love him the most. So is he going to have to walk that same path? Um, and what, you know, I think of when I hear this is just when you're following God and when you're going down that path that he's called you to and you decide that you're going to follow him, there is the temptation to compare yourself so often. Yeah. Um, and it, it, help, it causes you to lose your focus. You know, if you're looking to the left or to the right, if you're driving, even if you look over for, you know, two seconds, you could start to swerve off the road. We had a friend in college who... Uh, she was a sweetheart, but she wouldn't look out ahead of her. She would always like kind of peek over the hood of her car and she'd be swerving and she'd be looking left and looking right and swerving. One time Phil opened the back door and jumped out of the car. <laughs> it was a little dramatic. I don't um, recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, it's so easy to compare um, your finances to somebody else. It's easy to compare your marriage struggles to somebody else. It's easy to compare um, the road that you have to walk down to somebody else because maybe it looks like they don't really have a lot of issues to deal with. But um, when I find myself kind of my focus off, I have to remind myself, okay, I'm going to think about what God's called me to because I know that he's created me uniquely for the path that he's called me to walk down. And the same is for you. He's gifted you and he's called you down a certain path mm -hmm. that no one else yeah. is going to walk the same exact path as you. But if you focus on him and you remind yourself of what he's done in your life and you spend time in his word and you, you talk to him throughout the day, when you keep your focus on God, that's when we're able to have a smooth ride and we keep pressing forward to what he has for us. But, um, it's easy to, to look to the left and the right and to, and to swerve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a scary experience, I promise. But yeah, it, it's such an example, just focusing on Christ and, and allowing everything else to, 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 to handle itself. And I think today it, it's harder than ever, right? Because we get to see people that are across the country and we get to see them on social media and Facebook. And, it, and it's fantastic that we get to stay connected. But I think too often we see that and we're saying, okay, like, why isn't my life look like that, right? Why, why haven't I got that promotion or why am I not you know, in a relationship yet? Or, or you, know, you could name off a, a million different things that we can compare, but that's not what God's called you to, right? God's called you to your specific path. Just as you called Peter, said, Peter, don't worry about him. I'll, I'll have, have my story with John and, John and John's called, but worry about what I have for you because 
even though it did end you know, in martyrdom for, for Peter, it was a perfect, beautiful, wonderful path that Christ had specifically for him, had equipped him and only him for, and that's who he chose for it. And so you're chosen for your path. Know that Christ has equipped you for it. Know that he has called you for it and know that it's beautiful. No matter what it looks like in this season, whether the season's rough or not, obviously Peter had some rough seasons, right? But know that he is going to redeem it. He is going to make it beautiful and continue just to focus and fixate on him, right? Don't get distracted. I know for Janae and I, it's been very different in in the ways of, you know, what God's called her to versus what God's called me to. And and that that difference, it is great. And and we have to embrace that. You know, I I think of one um, specifically, and for Janae, she's much holier than me. So she, when she's praying about something and seeking God's like direction on something, like I swear she gets like this like oh, moment and it's just like, boom, like that's your decision. Just go for it. Um, for me, it's not so, um, you know, wonderful for me. God has continued to stretch me in my faith. And, and as I pursue him, um, he gives me like multiple options. And then I'm always like, okay, yeah, but which one? Like, I need to know. Like, and he's just like, no, like here, here you have all of these. And he's just like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Just, just give me one. Like, just, just make the path clear for me. Like, that's where I'm going. And through mentors in my life, like godly people, voices in my life, as well as that time with God and hearing that still small voice, he's reminded me time and time again, of, hey, you've sought me, um, you, you've sought to glorify me in this decision, make your decision and I'll bless it. And, you know, one of those was college. Like for me, I applied to 12 different schools. I went and visited them all. I'm like, all right, God, which one? And he's like, I'll bless it make your decision. Um, for Janae, she only applied to Southeastern. She went to Southeastern. It was easy for her. Everything in life's easy for Janae. And for me, I, like, obviously it worked out. That's where we met. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. But, you know, that kind of leads us to our, our last point here. And it's saying the method may vary, but the obedience is the same. Janae and I's obedience was the same. She sought God on where to go to college. I sought God just the method looked different. And I, I think we have to embrace that aspect of, hey, the way that God speaks to you, the way that your life unfolds may look different than the person next to you, but is the obedience the same? Yeah, I just think like kind of putting it all together, the way that we show our love to God is by loving others and being obedient to what he's called us to. I think um, it's so important for us to just to listen to the voice of God because he is always speaking and he's always guiding us and he's always leading us. And he if you, if you just pause and listen, he's always saying something and he's always um, speaking to the hearts yeah. of his kids. So I think just if you take two things away tonight, it's just, you know, loving God means loving other people and, we, and being obedient to God is one of the ways that we really, you know, show him that, you know, God, you're the king of my life. Like, I'm going to follow you. Um, so, yeah. No, I mean, just continue to embrace that. Know that, hey, you know, comparison's the enemy, right? Continue to press into God. Let him speak in, into your life. Hear his voice. Sift out the noise, right? Get around people that will continually uplift you. Community, right? Palms is such an incredible community, and part of that is because I have godly voices in my life that's reminding me of, hey, Focus on your path that you have to, to go on, right? I, I have people that are texting me, and we were just talking about with our online team recently about how God ordains just 
appointments and I got the gift to be that to some of their online team of just texting them. They're saying, hey, how'd you know to text me on this day? I'm like, I didn't, right? God prompted me to text that individual and just encourage them. It wasn't anything special. I didn't even know what they were walking through. But that, that and I know Pastor Brandon and our pastors have been that to me in, in moments that they had no clue that, that I was walking through. And they just texted me and say, hey, you know, thinking about you, praying for you, hey, no, God's got you. And like just little things like that. And so that helps us stay obedient to Christ and continuing to listen to the right voices um, and to avoid that comparison. Um, you have anything else? Now we're going to, if you want to stand, I want to pray over you guys and the worship team can start playing. Um, and we've got a prayer team that's going to come forward if anybody needs prayer over anything. Um, so God, we just come before you right now, Lord. God, we pray that um, every single person that's in this room, God, every single person that's watching the message back online, God, or watching it live, God, I pray that they would just right now, God, be reminded of the great depths that you went to, God, for them, God, that you paid the ultimate price, God. You died on the cross because your love for us is so strong and so deep, God. God, that you are not here to condemn, God, but you came into the world to show your love, God, and to to call people to higher things, God. Right now, I pray, God, that you would just call us higher, God, that you would call us deeper into the things that you have for us. God, that we would press in this year, God, that this would be a year that we press into all that you have for us, God. We seek you, God. We listen to your voice, God. God, I pray that for those of us, God, who it may be hard sometimes to love people, God, I pray that you would just remind us of your love, God, that you would saturate us with your love, God, that you would strengthen our hands and our feet, God, that we would be able to love people, God, the way that you love them, Lord. God, I pray just for those who don't feel worthy, God, for those who, um, when they try to worship God, all they can think about is the, the sin that's in their life, God, all they can think about is the wrongs that they've done, God. God, I pray right now that your grace would just touch their hearts, God, that they would know that your grace covers a multitude of sins. God, it doesn't matter what they've done. It doesn't matter the extent of it. It doesn't matter how many times, like Peter denied you three times. It doesn't matter how many times or how horrible it was, God. Your grace covers it all, and you search after us, and you seek after us to meet us where we are, God, to show us the love that you have, God. And this is the gospel, God, that you died, that you gave your life, God, for your children, God, that they would be able to live in the fullness that you have for them, Father. God, I pray over every person right now, God, every person that has never made the decision to follow you, God. God, we know that you're calling them right now. God, you're saying, follow me. Yeah, there's going to be hard things along the way, God, but it's so worth it to walk hand in hand with Jesus, to know his goodness, to know his grace, to know his presence. It is so worth it. There's nothing like it. God, I pray you would call them right now. God, I pray they would say yes to what you have for them. God, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, we thank you that when we were not worthy at all, God, when we were sinners, when we were dying in our sin, God, you saw us, God, and you sought after us and you paid the price, God, and you loved us so much. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Hey, if you want to know more about Palms Church or just know what's going on or watch messages, you can go to palmschurchonline.com all the time. And today, if you want to partner with us in giving, you can go to palmschurchonline.com slash give to partner with us financially. We love you. We believe in you. And we are so grateful to have you a part of the family. See you soon.